G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Isn't it funny how good we are at comparing our lot in life with the circumstances of the people around us? The grass is always greener, right? But what if, I mean, what if we're exactly where God meant us to be? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we take a look at those comparisons that we make from a different perspective. I'll tell you something that we're all really good at. It's making comparisons between ourselves and other people. We look at our lot in life, our circumstances, and we compare that with the next person. And ours always looks so crummy and hopeless. We we look in the mirror and we see ourselves warts and all, and then we look at our friends and think, wow, I wish I looked like them, Or, or we compare our abilities with theirs, or our marriage with theirs, or our house, or our car, or our status with theirs. Whatever it is, and we think, oh, I'd love to be doing as well as they are. You know, I think, I think that this is a symptom of a deep sickness in our society, an addiction, an addiction to recognition. We've become a bunch of recognition junkies because that's what they feed us on TV and the celebrity magazines and the songs that make the hit parade. It's all about clamouring for recognition and success, whatever that is, and being noticed and rewarded at home and at work and on the sporting field. And when someone else seems to be getting just a tad more of the limelight than we are, we feel so incredibly wounded. Any, any, any of this sound even vaguely familiar? I remember this routine so well. I used to hate it when someone else succeeded, school friends or work colleagues. I wanted the glory and the recognition for me. I didn't want them to have any of it. It's really sad. I mean, I can talk about it now quite dispassionately, but back then, this would eat away at me like a cancer. Bernie was the quintessential recognition junkie. It's a sign of never growing up. It's a sign of not making the transition from being a child, and children rely on the recognition and approval of their parents, to being an adult. Sure, we we all need encouragement, but that's different. That's healthy. Encouragement is affirming. But when we need it to survive, when when we hunger after it, when when it motivates what we do, then we're getting it all wrong. Let me give you an example. Numbers and statistics. Ministries like ours on, on the radio are reaching millions of people around the world each week, touching lives through the media. How do you measure the effectiveness of what we do? Well, some people write and call to tell us the impact that the programs have had on their lives. And, and you know, that's a real encouragement, just to hear someone's story, how, how God used the program last week to unlock something in their hearts. Can I tell you, that gives me an incredible sense of satisfaction. But last year, last year I was at this seminar, and they suggested that we establish performance-based reporting, How many people are responding to your program? How many people are coming to Christ? How many people kind of reducing God's work down to a bunch of statistics? 
See, success is based on the quantification of recognition. That's what they were saying. See how easy it is to fall into this recognition trap. Can I tell you, if in his day Jesus had done performance-based reporting, he would have flunked because in the end they all deserted him and left him to die on the cross. And you know something? I know that certain series that we produce will have a stronger response from people than others. A what's-in-it-for-me kind of title like Reaping God's Harvest in My Life will always have a stronger response than something like Flying Under the Radar, which talks about sacrifice. And if I danced to the statistics of recognition, I would just tickle your ears with stuff that you'd like to hear rather than the stuff that God wants you to hear and that you need in your life. And, you know, it's the same in every part of our lives. We can become recognition junkies, looking for recognition, whether it's in statistics or whether it's pats on the back, whatever it is. But flying under the radar is not about recognition. It's about being the person that God made us to be and doing the things he called us to do and just honouring him and living our lives for him. The Apostle Paul knew that on death row in a Roman prison in chains. Have a listen to what he writes in his letter to the church at Philippi. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what's happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace garden to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of my brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. Now, it's true that some of them preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I'm put in here for the defence of the gospel. The former, though, preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Imagine he's been ripped out of the limelight. He's staring down the barrel at death. People are taunting him. They're going out and doing what he used to do, preaching the good news of Jesus Christ, and they're doing it to stir up trouble for him and to taunt him and out of selfish ambition. And his response, his response is, I don't care because it's not about me. As long as someone's out there telling people about Jesus Christ, that's fantastic. Here he is, a dungeon on death row. You know, recently I was flying between Australia and New Zealand. I was up at 35,000 feet in the 747. I pulled out my PDA, you know, the, the phone and handheld computer, and it has an electronic version of the Bible on it. And I was reading this passage out of Paul's letter, and I thought, here I am, 2,000 years later, 35,000 feet above a part of the world that Paul didn't even know existed, reading what he wrote in that Roman dungeon. He could never have imagined how powerfully God was going to use him. And that's the point for me. See, the flashy things that I can do in my own strength to get recognition and to get a laugh, they're nothing compared to what God can do when he gets a hold of me and uses me in his power. And you know, it's the same with you. Sure, you've got some abilities that I don't have. And sure, you could use them to get some flashes of recognition. But when you place those abilities in God's hands, 
He multiplies them with a power and an impact that will take our breath away. It's not about you and I comparing our lots with another. It wasn't about Paul sitting in that dungeon on death row comparing his lot with the people that were out there taunting him. It's not about that. God takes us through dungeons from time to time. Yours are going to be different to mine. And then he shapes us and moulds us and uses us for his glory. And the way he uses you will be different to the way that he uses me. It's not about recognition. It, it should never be about recognition and numbers and statistics. And, and, and it shouldn't be. People whom he uses powerfully are those that cooperated with him in that dungeon. Just kind of faithfully following him. Flying under the radar of public recognition. Being there, standing there, doing what he's called you to do for his sake. daily program, A Different Perspective, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to experience the joy of receiving and giving the blessings of God. But you see, that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give today will grow to reach nearly 3,000 people with a gospel message. How incredible is that? That means that a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can give securely through ChristianityWorks.com or call us on 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, please don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet that I've been telling you about. It's called Blessed to Be a Blessing. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.